Hi, I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for listening to this podcast. There are many more podcasts available at MyFaithRadio.com. Your support makes this possible. Thank you. And a warm welcome to the afternoon show. I'm Bill Arnold. I've got a great show for you today. My friend Patrick's going to join me in just a minute. Looking forward to that. Then the Monday afternoon mix will happen with Pastor David Miles. There's no Rosie B today. She's off uh, this week. And then Dr. Marcus Bachman will be joining me in hour two. So, but for starters, a merry heart is always like good medicine. And joining me is Patrick Albanese, winner of the coveted award for excellence for taking my calls on Monday afternoon. Patrick, welcome. Hey, thank you. Coveted. I didn't know that was coveted. Yeah. I mean, yeah. was there anyone else in the running? <laughs> no, nope, just you. And yeah, I was, that's, I, you know, in fact, I, I just uh, won for the 63rd month in a row, uh, employee of the month and making my kids lunches. Nice. 63. Yeah. I'm nice. the only guy that works here. So yeah. <laughs> I still hand out the award and accept it. Yeah. And you know, Mondays, yeah. I love Mondays and it never hurt to review some of the fundamentals, some of the basics. So I was looking at my my job description here, and it said, be alert and interesting. Don't you think they're kind of Ooh. piling it on me? I mean, come on, I'm just one man. Wow, I, I remember when it just had to be, it was be alert. <laughs> I remember when you, first, when you first took the job, and it, they say, you're like, all right, you're asking a lot, but I can, <laughs> I mean, you know, I could probably give that a go. And so some, they must've hired somebody new in human resources that snuck a little extra something into your job description. Yeah. That, that's usually what happens. But Wait, I mean, what, it's like the person that used to do, you know, that names the paints at the big box stores. What do we call this? Well, that's Heather Mist. <laughs> Looks like yellow. No, that's Heather Mist. <laughs> that's not yellow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's very funny. Yep. So we've got Thanksgiving this week, and yes. as always, our hearts are full of gratitude and thanksgiving to God. He is the ultimate uh, source of our gratitude and, and praise and worship. Having said that, we've got a nice meal looking uh, forward to on Thursday. Yes. Yeah. I mean, do you um, uh, do you contribute? I mean, do you bring anything other than your appetite? Do you, uh, do, you, do, you, do, you do food prep? No, do, no, no, do, no. Do no. Prep? no. Last year, I made Jiffy Pop popcorn for the post-dinner snack while watching football. It seemed fun okay. to watch that tinfoil mushroom cloud growing. But then there's that little thin wire handle that you're holding that also heated up my hand pretty bad. And I discovered, according to the ER doctor, it was classified as a third-degree burn. They know so much over there. <laughs> They're good. Uh, you know what? I uh, You can still buy Jiffy Pop. Yeah. I don't know if you're aware of that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's, it, so you think about that. That was one of our childhood memories. It was the, it was great. The commercials were fun watching you know, the giant turban, whatever. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> they always said it was yeah. as much fun to make as it was to eat. Now, it turns out it wasn't that much fun to make. No, no. And, you know, it's funny. They said, well, this stuff is because back then to make a, a bowl of popcorn, it took some time. You'd pop it in a pan. Half the kernels wouldn't pop. It yep. would take 15, 20 minutes. And they said, this is ready in about six, seven minutes. We'll call it Jiffy Pop. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, of course, now you put it in the microwave for 90 seconds and you get this perfect bag of popcorn and Jiffy Pop's still out there going, but we're still Jiffy. Like, no, you're not. You're not that Jiffy anymore. You're kind of slow pop now. You're, you know, so uh, it, it, it's a, at the time we were amazed at how quickly we could have a bowl of burnt popcorn. That is so true. 
But we, yeah. we have it so good. We live in such an, an abundance. I mean, when was the last time, Patrick, you took a frayed shoelace and had to moisten it to pass through a shoe eyelet? It's been a while, uh, I bet. Well, now you it just, has been a while. You just go yeah. buy new shoelaces now. Well, now I have my people do it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were that big. I didn't know. I'm not that big. No, yeah. I, you know, you're right. Okay, so you're talking about when the little plastic thing, do you know what that's called? I don't. I mean, that has a name? You it, mean on a uh, shoelace? It, yeah, the, the plastic thing on the end of a shoelace. I did not know that had uh, a name. It's called an aglet. An aglet? Are you serious? A A-G-L-E-T, an aglet. And I, I know this. Uh, from my years of doing crossword puzzles. Okay. I also happen to know that an Eskimo knife is an Ulu, <laughs> and a Salib's ox is a Noah. Okay. In OA now. Uh, uh, these are the kind of things that I can toss around at, say, a dinner party, and people say, that is one smart dude. <laughs> yeah. I just can fill out a crossword puzzle because, you know, you see the clue for Aglet a few times and pretty much figure it out. Okay. Yeah. These are, these are so odd facts known by few. Known by few, mm-hmm. but there's probably somebody out there who is officially the aglet king. I'm the king of the aglet. That is make impressive. more aglets than anybody. Yeah. No. So what is the ultimate Thanksgiving side dish? Uh, for me, yep. gravy. Mom will often overcook the turkey. So <laughs> just the next... <laughs> <laughs> just to moisten up the turkey, huh? Just to moisten, just to give it a chance. Yeah. You know, I what mean, it? it's pretty interesting when you dip a bit, a, a bit of meat into some gravy and you say, where did the gravy go? <laughs> oh, <laughs> this giant sponge-like sound. Uh, <laughs> so I'm curious to all what listeners. What about you? Do you well, do no, you, I'm, yeah, I'm going to get to, I'm going to get to me, but let's get to listeners. And what is your ultimate Thanksgiving side dish? I'm just curious. Text it over to like- 877-933-2484. Oh. 877-933-2484. Okay. What was your okay, question? Now, uh, do you like the cranberries? Do you, no. Do you like, uh, no, I don't mind the don't. cranberries. No, I don't mind them. Okay. I don't mind them. So do you like the, the, the fresh cranberries that somebody kind of labored over to make into the thing? Or, to, you know, if they come out of the can... Do you want them to remove the rings from the side of the Jello mold, <laughs> or or do you want them to disguise it as something real? Um, disguise as something real. Disguise as something yeah. real. Yeah. Because I I often found the canned stuff just fine. Granted, it's not the kind of thing you purchase. You know how you sit down for turkey and on Thanksgiving, and I don't know if anybody does something different than turkey. I think you kind of have to do turkey, and. You as you as you take those first bites, you say every last one of these items, the green bean casserole. Why don't we eat this stuff more often? Yeah, so true. And about an hour later, you say never again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you didn't get to the point where you're going to ask me what my side dish was that I liked. And I, the oh, first yes. no, the first text yeah. that came in was pretty much it. Uh, really? Yeah, I got butternut squash with brown sugar and melted butter, and I was going to say the squash with the brown sugar. Does that sound good? That does sound good. Yeah, because I like uh, like a baked sweet potato with uh, butter and brown sugar is I find delicious. I don't know about the butternut squash. My my mother didn't take too many risks with eight kids. Yeah, because if something did not be with approval, that was a lot of waste. And yeah. they did not like waste, so she she went with the guaranteed stuff. I like it. And you Paul, know, tur- turkey helper. Yep. turkey helper was Paul, great. Paul said leftover dressing with gravy, but of course you don't eat that till the next day, right? Or later that night after everyone's gone home. 
Yeah, I, I have. I do like dressing, but it does need the gravy. And I never quite understood it. I'm just wondering if the invention of dressing was, what do we do with this leftover stale bread? <laughs> <laughs> Put it in the turkey. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. Yeah. So Rosella yeah. said, I thought it was an anglet. I stand corrected. What did you call it? An aglet? Aglet. A-G-L-E-T. Yeah, she thought it was anglet. A-N-G-L-E-T. Well, yeah. I uh, I don't want to say I told you so because no, I didn't. That's no, true. I didn't. Yeah. All right. But, uh, Fresh cranberry and citrus sauce, baked sweet potatoes, no brown sugar. Uh, no brown. Okay. Yeah. Yes. The baked the baked sweet potatoes. So mm, my uh, my brother in law requested of my wife to make his favorite, which was the baked sweet potatoes with the uh, brown sugar and marshmallows and. Uh, she didn't realize you're supposed to use the mini marshmallows. <laughs> she didn't so use the big put, ones, did she? She put like a package and a half oh. on top of this. It came out, it was half sweet potatoes, half marshmallow, uh, and with a with like a layer of brown sugar just baked in the middle, <laughs> undisturbed. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> oh, it, it was in a way it was pretty good, but it was so so sweet um, that, uh, a little went a long way and she made three pans of it. So mm-hmm. that was, uh, that was one of our last year, at least, uh, uh we, we, she did that right, but, uh, we got there for Thanksgiving and, uh, my brother-in-law had forgotten to turn the oven on. Oh, that's so a problem. we ate around midnight. Yeah. About midnight, I think is when we <laughs> finally put the turkey down. All right. It's also worth noting if we go back to the very first Thanksgiving meal, uh, that there was no heaps of mashed potatoes because white potatoes had not yet crossed over from South America and there was no gravy either since the colonists didn't yet have mills to produce flour. Well, if you didn't have the potatoes, you didn't need the gravy. That's true. Yeah. Uh, well, now what else? They probably didn't, did they have pumpkin pie? They did, they did have pumpkins. Yep, pumpkins. They had pumpkins. Uh, no flour, no sugar. Uh, so I think, I don't know how they made them, but... It's amazing they kept up with the tradition without all those goodies. Uh, so just basically here's some turkey. Yeah, uh, lemony brined turkey. That doesn't sound great, and I don't think it was – I bet it was a little chewy. I don't know why I think that. Well, I mean, brine means salt, doesn't it? Yep, so, it does. Uh, the blood pressure went right up <laughs> right after that meal. Yeah. You know. Jeff says no hands – No loosening of the belt. No. Jeff says hands down green bean casserole. That sounds kind of good. I love green bean casserole. I do too. Yep. I I think I could make a meal out of it if I had to. Yeah. Here's another one. Growing up, mom would make dressing cooked on the side, then pour homemade syrup on top. Water, sugar cooked on the stove. We loved it. I can understand why. That sounds pretty good. That sounds really good. Yeah. Homemade syrup. Who has that kind of time? I mean, we don't, you know, we don't have time for Jiffy Pop anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Everything has to be... It was it was funny the other day. I was you know how you have your YouTube. Uh, you might put these things into these wa- this watch later list. Oh, I'll watch that one later. And yeah, you know, I, I realized I had six hundred and forty two videos in my watch <laughs> later file. And one of them, I said, I, sh- I should. This looks pretty good. How to uh, loosen up a tight hip hip flexor in ninety seconds? I said, my my hip flexor has been bugging me for years. I should watch this video. And then I see that the video is five minutes, and I say, yeah, I'm just gonna suffer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have mm. time for this. Yeah. yeah, we just don't have time. But boy, the homemade maple syrup. Wow. Yeah. And here's another reminder: if you didn't listen to Carmen's show, she did talk about, and she's done this before, talked about a leftover dressing recipe. 
She uses them, the leftover dressing, to make a waffle the next day. Okay, now Ooh. I'm sorry. That sounds good. That sounds really good. Yeah. That sounds I mean, yummy. Yeah, I, I imagine, and if I'm, I, I don't know every diet plan that's out there, but I imagine that violates them all. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> Let me take a break. I'll come back with Patrick Albanese, my friend and colleague from the great state of Iowa. We're going to talk about some verses in scripture that um, make us feel grateful. We'll be right back. Faith Radio and Afternoons with Bill podcasts are available because of listener support. If you are a supporter, thank you so much. Becoming a supporter today by visiting MyFaithRadio.com. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Do? Why, if I had a brain, I could... I could while away the hours, conferring with the flowers, consulting with the rain. And my head, I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching if I only had a brain. Thank you for joining me today. I always like starting my Mondays on a lighter note. My friend and colleague from the great state of Iowa is Patrick Albanese. Not only did he graduate from high school, but then he received a scholarship to charm school. Yes. You sound, well, now, you, I had you, connections. I know you did. Yeah. You sound particularly yeah. happy today. You have me worried. I'm sorry about that. That's okay. And uh, I, I promise to get back to form as soon as I possibly can. But, you know, it's Thanksgiving week, and, you, you know, you you played my little theme music. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you uh, chose. Of course, that you chose. That I chose, yeah. But, um, of course, this was also the week that that movie generally, when I was a kid, don't you remember it always being kind of a Thanksgiving week? And you mm-hmm. could sort of just say, hey, wait a minute, holidays are coming up. That means they're going to run all of my classic favorite movies, which run once a year. And so Wizard of Oz would usually be run sometime in the holidays. Uh, Easter time. Uh, or it could have been Easter. Yeah, actually, I think it was which Easter. Which is another holiday. Yeah. Uh, well, I grew up in the Chicago area and you yeah. Minnesotans, uh, you know. Uh, I, yeah, I now trust I nothing know. you say. I, if you don't, which is, it's about time. Yeah. If you don't get was the it, Wizard of Oz showing correct, I don't know if your memory's any good. Was it okay? It doesn't. It doesn't matter, does it? It was. It was a holiday. Uh, I just, uh, yeah, I'm well. in a good mood because I do. I do love. You know, Thanksgiving is a lot of fun. Um, I, I am blessed to belong to a family that uh, doesn't fight at the holidays. We actually don't fight at all. Mm-hmm. We we don't. We just all stay very quiet. They're very, very quiet holidays. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I would do, we would do multiple Thanksgivings, you know. What does uh, that mean? I'm, well, after my, after my father passed away, about six years later, my mother remarried. And so suddenly, here's the man she marries. He's got a couple of kids. And then there's Thanksgiving in multiple places. And then there's grandmas and there's cousins. And so there were many years where they'd say, well... Uh, we're either going to have half the family here or we're going to do an early Thanksgiving and a length, late Thanksgiving. And sometimes we'd have to put down a couple of meals. Uh, it was glorious. Mm-hmm. Um, but, oh, boy, the belt the belt loosening was was a little bit much. Yeah, I, I imagine know. there are uh, varying times of when people celebrate Thanksgiving. When do you mm-hmm. think the appropriate time is to have the Thanksgiving meal? What time of the day? Uh, I... You know, growing up, it was four o'clock. Okay. Uh, so my wife's family chooses two o'clock, which actually is four o'clock. 
<laughs> we, have yet to, yeah. we have yet to get one off on time. I, I, don't, I don't know how it's possible year after year after year to be off by two hours, but we kind of count on it now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, for, for, you know, I think the way my dad would have it planned, were there two football games on back when we were kids or just one? I mm-hmm. think it was. I think they still did two. I think there was two, yeah. Yeah. So I believe it was always trying to slide it in between the two football games. <laughs> was the goal what about mm. you i think the four or five o'clock range is kind of when when it happens then the yeah. the advantage though to like a noon or one o'clock meal is you've still got warmish turkey at six o'clock that night for a sandwich yes and, and you're if you hungry too yeah and if it and if the dinner goes too late there's a good chance that uncle lou's gonna fall asleep on the couch and you won't be able to get him up in time to drive home good point yeah so you want it to be still a little bit of daylight out say lou <laughs> Lou, <laughs> you gotta go. Lou, you gotta leave. <laughs> you gotta leave, Lou. Yeah. Um, but the- so I've got a quote from C.S. Lewis that I, I got over the weekend, and I want to share it with you and listeners. And Lewis says this, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. Oh, that's great. I like that. I'll read it again. You can't go back and change yeah. the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. You know, I was kind of expecting you to change the ending of that quote, <laughs> but I didn't. You keep the beginning original. Yeah. You didn't. No, that is a great, well, you know, there's a bunch. Of, so one of the, my indulgences on Twitter is I follow a C.S. Lewis account. So they put a bunch of uh, quotes up. Uh, you know, there are some, sometimes you'll, you'll see something and uh, it'll seem much more modern and you realize that it was somebody from the C.S. Lewis account sort of paraphrasing something he said, making it more modern day, but uh, it's an endless source of inspiration, the oh. stuff he says. He thought of a lot of smart things, didn't he? Oh, I don't just... Well, yeah, I've got some inspiration for you. All right. Uh, I found this from... This is Wilbur Wright. Okay. Of Wright Brothers fame. And so he was... Uh, it's his quote. This is so beautiful. On, on learning how to use a flying machine... They would, and they would know, right? <laughs> so it says, if you're looking for perfect safety, you will do well to sit on a fence and watch the birds. But if you really wish to learn, you must mount a machine and become acquainted with its tricks by actual trial. About a minute later, Wilbur turns to his brother and says, you go first. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. And of course, what, what, does, what does Orville do? He drops Wilbur's luggage off in Detroit and says, good luck. <laughs> so... <laughs> But, you know, it's it's it, it's a truism about life. It's like with the Bible. It's like you go, where do I begin? Anywhere. Pick a place. Mm-hmm. Get on the machine and start learning. And this week, you know? here's a good place to start. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Um, mm-hmm. Not to be thankful for all circumstances, but in all circumstances, because there's some people this week who are in very difficult circumstances and you don't give thanks for, but you give thanks in, because God is in control. A great reminder. Yeah, it is a great reminder. I, and I, I had mentioned to you earlier, we have my wife's aunt is in hospice, and we don't know how much time she has, but she still has a grateful heart. And, uh, uh, you know, she's not ready to go, but she says, but I'm at peace with the Lord and I'm, I'm, I'm ready for the escort, mm. you know. Uh, uh, and, and you say, well, who can bring you peace in a time like that? Only, only God can yeah. bring you that peace. Mm-hmm. First Thessalonians five sixteen and 18 says, rejoice 
always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Colossians mm. 2 6, Patrick says, So then, just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. I'm sensing a theme. You, you are so sensing bold. a theme, yes. indeed. Yes. Um, all right, let me go back here. I think I've got a. Another one or two I'd like to share. I, yeah, you always. You, it's what I love is when you when you do your digging. Um, you know, always there's always a theme to it. It it, it seems to me, but uh, uh, you know, I used to say this about you know, I'd, I'd go to my pastor after church. I said, I don't know who's eavesdropping on my household. But <laughs> once again, you know, you said what I needed to hear most. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just that when you get to a certain receptiveness in your life saying, you know, I'm ready for any kind of message, you hear it. Or if it just it's the most amazing coincidence of all, or it's just the way God works. Yeah. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2 says, devote yourself to prayer, be watchful and thankful. I love that simple, simple message. Mm-hmm. Devote yourself to prayer, be watchful and thankful. Well. It's a it's a great week for it, mm-hmm. isn't it? You well, know, I mean, I, I, well, I, I, part of me sometimes says it's a shame that we almost need a national holiday to remind us to be thankful. Uh, this is obviously something we should be doing every single day. I know. But I'm grateful for the holiday that reminds us to be grateful. Mm-hmm. So. And Psalm 28, verse 7 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts. And I am helped. My heart exalts, and my song, I give thanks to Him. Mm. So when wow. your when your when your heart is exulting, I don't know what is happening, but it sounds pretty cool. It does sound pretty well. It, it sounds like uh, some sort of praise, does it not? Mm-hmm, it does. Some sort of some. You and I are big fans of the word joy. I love joy. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, you, you've got to sometimes pursue, uh, the joy, uh, because, you know, the, the tough stuff happens in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, the good stuff, you know, almost needs to be cultivated. There's a you know. book that was written by two psychiatrists about 40 years ago, doctors, uh, Myers and Minereth. And the name of the book was happiness is a choice. I thought that's a pretty powerful book. I, I, I still have it in my library can't find it, but it's yeah, still you, in there yeah, somewhere. Was, have you read it? <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I haven't gotten around to reading it, but can't believe how. Yeah. yeah. I know. I've, I've got the books on the nightstand. I mean, if, if you thought 652, you know, uh, watch later videos was <laughs> a little excessive, um, you know, sometimes you have to go through these books and say, I'm probably not going to get around to this Green Eggs and Ham book. Probably <laughs> it's not. It's been on the nightstand for a long yeah. time. Yeah. All right, my friend, have a great uh, Thanksgiving with family and loved ones, and I will talk to you next week. Thanks, you too, and to the listeners as well. Indeed. Patrick Albanese has been my guest to get the week started. Hope you had a few smiles. We're going to take a a very short break. And then when we return, Pastor David Miles is already sitting here in my studio, a big smile on his face. So what else do I say but welcome, David.
time for the Monday afternoon mix. Mix, mix, mix. Pastor David Miles is here in studio. There's no Rosie B today. Ryan, you're more than welcome to participate in this at any time you like to jump in. If you don't, that's okay. So, uh, David, welcome. Hey, Bill. Hey. How you doing, man? Good. Good to see you. Good to see Once you. Once again. And here we are, the week of Thanksgiving, and it's the Monday of the week, and lots to be grateful for. I just had a lovely segment with my friend Patrick as we celebrated many verses uh, on Thanksgiving and gratitude, and I never, ever tire of reading those out loud. Ooh, yes, yes. Continually just stirring them, turning them over, you know, so instead of like nursing a grudge, mm-hmm. which is like putting the baby bottle, nursing that, we should be like meditating on scripture and... Uh, you know, meditation is like a good cup of coffee. And what I mean by that is, you know, no one kind of throws just lukewarm water on some, you know, uh, ground coffee grounds. No, it, it needs to have hot water applied to it and let that stuff sit there and percolate. Mm-hmm. And so the more we allow God's Word to percolate in our spirits, to percolate in our mind, and to release that aroma in our lives and around us, uh, the richer and better it is. Mm-hmm. And emotions can run high when it comes to holidays, family gatherings. There, there can be tension. Yeah, it, there very there much can, can be. be. Yeah. yeah, you know, and uh, one of my very, very close friends from Ohio uh, uh, was police um, captain for our city, where I served as a, as a chaplain, as well as the head of our SWAT for our county. And, uh, you know... He was a neat, godly man, and he'd say, David, sometimes the, the happy holidays aren't happy. Many times they are. And so with that, like rejoice in that. You know, like if that is the case that, you know, you're super excited heading into this, rejoice. You know, rejoice in it. You know, send a note um, to your family. Send a text thread. Um, the other day I sent a text thread to my family, and I just told them, I just am thanking God for you guys. I'm, I'm so thanking God for the 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 relationship that we have as a family, you know, for your mom and, you know, Tammy's amazing, just celebrated 23 years. Um, you know, so like if that's the case, um, cultivate more of that. And so, and if it's not the case, uh, God's word um, has much to help direct us in so that we can walk in the life that Christ wants us to. Mm-hmm. So some people go into the holidays fearing what could go wrong. Other people walk into the holidays going, what can go right? What, what could be right? What could be great? Yeah. And I think what you just talked about, described, is one of the right things. Yes. Talking about love and connection and that, that well, was well said. Well, there's a story of a guy, you know, he's, <clears throat> there's a guy at a, a filling station and, uh, you know, one day his family pulls in and, and the person says, so tell me, you know, like, what kind of people are in this town? And he says, well, you know, where, what were they like where you came from? He said, oh, you know, they were just horrible. They were backbiting and they were just like really nasty people and just had really bad attitudes. And the guy's like, yeah, yep, you might find some folks like this here as well. And someone eventually came in. It's like, you know, hey, tell me about the people. So where are you coming from? He goes, oh, they were wonderful. You know, had wonderful neighbors um, and just really neat people. And they, it was a warm community. And the guy's like, yep, yep, <laughs> you'll probably find some people like that yeah. here. <laughs> you know, and so, like, really, like, what are we looking for? I like that. You know. Yeah. So David Miles, uh, not only a pastor at New Hope Church in New Hope, Minnesota, 
also a prof- adjunct professor here at the University of Northwestern. And we are going to open our Bibles today to 1 Peter chapter 3, and we're going to start in verse 8. Yes. And you want, you want I, to read I'd the first? Happy to. Yeah. How many first verses? 12. Read the first 12. The first 12 verses? Oh, sorry, 8 through 12. 8 through 12, that's my more like apology. It. No, that's all right. There you go. Finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Really good word. And so we're in the third chapter of Peter, and so before three comes two and two, one. And so, like, we would naturally think, hey, everything's cool with Peter. Actually, no. Um, In chapter one, verse one, Peter's writing to the elect exiles of the dispersion, a.k.a. there was some suffering, some things going on, and people got spread out. And in that, he tells them, starting off, that we have been born into a living hope, not just like a past tense hope, but we've been born into a living hope, and that God was calling us to rejoice in that because he was calling us to be holy as he is holy, and that we've been purchased and that we've been purchased not with silver and gold and things that are perishable, but with the blood of Jesus Christ. And he says, hey, guys, because of that, you're a new nation. You're a chosen nation. You know, you're a royal priesthood. You're a people for his own possession. And so he launches into this, then to prepare us by coming to chapter three, when he says, listen, husbands and wives, live in understanding with one another. And that's even a helpful reminder as you go into the holidays and as you're going to go visit family and things like that, depending on what side of the family you're, you're going to visit, um, you know, there's sometimes different just expectations and dynamics there. So what does it mean to show grace to one another? What is it to um, really look to listen and to be there for one another and to help um, carry that yoke of, uh, of that. And um, sometimes it's just like helping just to, you know, tap a loved one on the shoulder and just look at them and give a smile. Um, sometimes it's helping to do some cooking. Sometimes it's, it's a number of different things, but to live in understanding. And then, like you said, we come to verse 8 and it says, finally, all of you, this is to everybody. This is everybody. And he, he just snaps off a bunch of just really incredible adjectives. You know, unity of the mind. So literally um, having harmony, like this beautiful harmony, sympathy, you know, um, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. And Bill, just in those, just in those um, encouragements right there, uh, so much could be unnecessarily avoided. You know, if we if we say, Lord, let this be really fleshed out um, in my life. And so 
not stopping there, he then goes on to say, listen, do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling. And that's what's so easy. Like, it's it's super easy um, if someone, like, insults you to feel that inclination and say, like, ooh, like, I'm going to insult you back. But it just keeps going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth until it escalates to a point where, you know, someone's then becomes more for, forceful, more inappropriate, more whatever. And, you know, Peter's saying here, like, don't repay. You know, don't take out your checkbook and start writing you know, checks uh, unnecessarily in the situation. But on the contrary, bless. Now, this word bless right here is the word we get eulogy from. So when, when giving a eulogy um, with someone that you care about and stuff, you want to give a good word. So almost thinking, walking into something like, what does it look like to walk into this situation where not the first thing that you're thinking about as you're driving home today is, yeah, like, what can I say to just cut this person down? What does it look like to say, what does it look like to give a good word? Because, it, again, it's easy um, or to be very fleshly uh, and respond that way. You know, Bill, one time I, I remember when I was at, the, at North Dakota State University and, uh, you know, we had this campus ministry and one day we're at this event and one of my um, people in our group was being like, thought they were being funny. And they said this like, you know, they said the sarcastic thing and sarcasm, the actual etymology of the word, sarx is the Greek word for flesh, chasm means to divide. So sarcasm literally means to divide the flesh. Um, but this person gave me an insult. And it was kind of wild because I like, I like looked at them and I said, God bless you. <laughs> and they looked at me and they're like, come on, Dave, like, are you, you know, you've got to have something to say to me. And I was like, yeah, God bless you. And this person followed me around the rest of the evening saying, seriously, you know, you're going to, and I'm like, actually, no, I'm, psh, nope, I got nothing but good. And it was just so very difficult for that person because they were wanting to get that kind of, they were, they were expecting a reviling. They were expecting a, a bad response. And it was so peaceful and freeing to not enter into that emotional addiction loop of getting so, <gasps> I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, and just looking at the person like, yeah, God bless you. Yeah, I love you. Yeah, I wish I wish you well. Yeah, okay, super. And when the Bible talks about in uh, Romans twelve about not blessing or not cursing but blessing, and it's literally like hot coals on a person's head, there's there's a truism because you people know you like have siblings at times and even you know friends and parents where they're they're looking to. In Minnesota language of 16,000 lakes, they're looking to set the hook on you. They're casting that thing out there, seeing if they can set the hook and if you're going to bite. And when you choose not to bite, and matter of fact, when you choose to bless in return, um, Peter is saying, uh, for this we've been called that you may obtain a blessing, you know, that you might obtain just... um, just a, just a neat thing with the Lord. So, so that's one of the things that's super helpful. Um, another question asking yourself. 
If I can make one yeah. interjection, David, do. David Miles, Pastor David Miles, Bill on Ryan. the Monday afternoon mix without Rosie B. Without Rosie, but we have Ryan Mitchell. We have Ryan M. Oh, yes. Yeah. Dun-dun. His mic is turned off right now, by the way. Oh, man. He's turn laughing, but his mic is turned turn off. Your... Okay. Is, I appreciate, David, the words, and I, I, I would add that the next important thing is the tone of those words, because you can act self-righteous and, and say... God bless you in a loving way, or you can say it in a way that is put offish. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, God bless you. Yeah. Like, well, that's kind of snippy. Well, God bless you. Exactly. <laughs> so you got to be careful that there's the words and the tone. Mm-hmm. And the tone is the tricky one, because you can, you can send the wrong message using the right words. Yes. Tammy would say that to the kids. You know, it's not just like what you say, but how you Amen. say it. Amen. Amen. So again, backing back up to... You know, verse 8, have unity in the mind, sympathy, brotherly love. And look at that, the tone, a tender heart. Ooh, there it is. And a humble mind. There it is, right there. You know, and and so, like, he's he's writing this to us. And then what he does, Bill, is in verse 10 it says four. And four is a purpose clause right there. And he actually goes to uh, Psalm 34, verses 12 through 16, and in that psalm, David is actually having issues with his son, Absalom. So again, this is like, for real, like the Bible speaks to our family, you know, issues. And it's like... Are we jumping to Psalm oh, 34 now? Well, yeah, actually I had that wrong. It was uh, David changing his behavior before Abimelech. So that Abimelech drove him out and he went away. And so verses um, 10, 11, and 12 are also the verses in Psalm 34, um, 12. Okay, that might have been confusing to listeners because it was a little confusing to me. Okay. So what we'll do is we'll take a break, we'll come back. Let's do that. And we'll have our little uh, powwow between the intermission, the break, right? So we can, you and I, we can talk. So people have to feel like reviling me? Exactly. (laughs) We'll figure it out, we'll come back on the air, and we'll have it all straightened out. Let's do that. Pastor David Miles is my guest you listen to the Monday Afternoon Mix, a favorite, from what I'm told. I'm the, one, the only one that says that, though. <laughs> Be right back. We want to pray for you. We all need prayer. We would love to pray for you. The Faith Radio team is serious about prayer, and we pray for specific listener requests every week. Share your prayer requests with us anonymously and securely on our website at myfaithradio.com. Welcome back to the Monday afternoon mix. Mix, mix, mix. 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 Pastor mix. David Miles is here with me. We're without Rosie B today, but we are having a great discussion. And we were a little confusing before the break, and we're yeah. going to sort it out right now. There's a saying that a mist in the pulpit is a fog in the pew. Yeah. So I Say appreciate you. A mist in the pulpit. A mist. like a In the pulpit. Yep. So like, and we learned this in preaching and homiletics, like if it's not like really making sense to yes. you, you 
it'll be a fog in the pew. I like or that. it can be a fog in the I pew. Like so like perfectly asking the Lord to give clarity. So I appreciate you stopping me and saying, dude, it's a foggy, foggy night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right now I got my 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 fog lights on and I still can't see very good. So work this out for us. Okay. So um in First Peter, Peter's going back to Psalm thirty-four. And uh, you know, if you look at the the heading on that, which is something that we add um, that's not in the text, like taste and see that the Lord is good. Uh, he starts off in verse 11 saying, Oh, come, David writes, Come, O children, listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? And so it's like starting off like who, the overall arching thing, like who um, desires life? life like uh and jesus said in john uh, 10 10 like i came that you might have life and have it to the full like ultimate life is found true life is found in jesus who is the way the truth and the life and so like bill the cool thing about coming up there's going to be black friday um people are going to want to go shopping you're going to go out and you might get a phone and there's like an iphone like number 47 i think it's 14 <laughs> but 47 mm-hmm. but here's the sweet thing as you're driving in your car listen there's not a jesus 2.0 there's jesus he's the eternal can never be duplicated replicated he is the god of the universe who knows you and wants to know you today and wants you to experience true thanksgiving a very rich Thanksgiving. So if you don't know him, we want to encourage you to ask Jesus to to be your Lord and to be your Savior. So he said, what man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Verse 13, keep your tongue from evil. Literally an imperative command. Like, keep your tongue. Because, like, look, that's what gets us in trouble. Uh, James chapter 4 talks about how the tongue can be a restless evil. Um, a question that sometimes I ask myself when looking at my calendar, and I need to do a better, even better job of this too, is to say, uh, will future me hate present me if I say yes to this? Will future me be like, dude, what were you thinking? Like you really didn't have margin. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as you're going into this, this uh, week, weekend, you know, asking yourself, will future me like look back on this weekend at present me um, if I if I choose not to submit to God's wisdom and ask him to fill, with, fill me with the Holy Spirit to respond in a way that's honoring to him and speaks a good word to others. That you can literally come out of this weekend instead of just being like, oh, man, why did I do that again? But almost saying like, Lord, thank you. Thank you for giving me wisdom through your word. Thank you for giving your son who died on the cross to empower us through the gospel to do the things that we can't do in and of ourselves. And the first thing that it starts with is with our tongue. It starts with our tongue. It starts with the things that we say. So keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Let's not be deceitful. Let's not be double tongue. Um, a very helpful thing is to avoid triangulization. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you're sitting there and someone's like, hey, Bill, you know, why do you think Mitchell did what he did? You know, like, you know, he was just like, you know, he said this. And Bill's like, I can't believe it. Yeah, I can't Can believe, you believe it. it. 
And Bill, you can say to me, like... I'm not talking to him. No, you can say, how about we go ask Ryan? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, I can only give speculation. Ryan can give revelation. Right. You know? Well, you know, Bill, I don't really think that's that important of a thing. And you could say, well, it was important enough for you to bring it up to me. So would you like me to go with you to talk to Ryan? But keeping yourself out of that kind of deceitful double talk and keeping your tongue from you know, engaging in that. And then verse 14 just says, turn away from evil, which is a, these are imperative commands. So like God's word isn't saying like, yeah, if you feel like he's like saying like command and it's for your good. So he says, turn away from evil. The word actually literally means to bow out of evil. So it's almost like, like in a play or musical, you're taking a bow and saying like, I'm bowing out of this. Mm Mm-hmm. And feel free just to bow out this week. You're not entirely withdrawing. You're no. just not participating in old behavior that doesn't edify. Right. Okay. Right. And so instead, turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace. Well, yeah, I'm trying to seek peace. But then it goes on to say, pursue it. So don't just like seek it. But once you see it, pursue peace. Pursue um, and not like peace faking, but like pursue peace um, in your disposition towards the, that person. Verse 15 says that the eye of the Lord are towards the righteous and his ears toward their cry. So God's like literally looking. He's the one observing. And, you know, I wrote a note for myself. I'm like, sometimes we're, we're so concerned about what others think. But here it says the eyes of the Lord are looking. So who ultimately... Should we be most concerned about the Lord? Yeah, yeah. Living before an audience. I love of when life. you ask me easy questions. <laughs> this is, I got it right, didn't I? Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, you're, dude, you're, you're so right on. So, so those are a couple of things. Now let's turn back over to First uh, Peter three. Okay. Okay. I do have one question yep. about the going in with not wanting to have insult for insult or evil for evil and don't repay evil. I think there's some value in praying against a, the history you might have with somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm, if you can suspend some of that history and say, I want to go in with less baggage and say, if I hear an insult, I have a new way of responding. Because they maybe have given you that kind of insult over 20 years. Yeah. And it's a long history. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that... Um, some friends of mine had suggested to me and actually did when was heading into my brother's funeral uh, was, you know, just a kind of just a prayer of release. And then something that was called the Ho-Ho-Pana-Pana prayer, which was like a, you know, um, thank you. Um, I'm sorry. Um, Please forgive me. No, actually it was, um, I love you. I'm sorry, please forgive me, and thank you. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it was actually just sitting there and having a conversation with myself before the Holy Spirit of the Lord and just like, you know what? Here's some things about this person that I love. You know, here's some things, or even with yourself, and saying like, I'm sorry for these things, okay? Please forgive me is our part that we play in it, and then thank you are the things that we learn from it. Mm-hmm. So like, so I would I would recommend, Bill, yeah, getting alone in some place with a pillow and some tissue before the Lord 
and just like saying, Lord, work in my heart before I actually take this trip. Wise. Yeah. Okay, David, we just have a couple of minutes left or less, and I want some clarification on what does bow out mean? That was a question that came in. Um, you could say a little bit more about that. It would be useful. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, Scripture also says as for that the Lord won't tempt us, but he'll provide a way out. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when we're in a particular situation, we can see those kind of exit ramps that we should take. But sometimes the conversation is, as Proverbs says, juicy morsels. Like gossip, it says, is juicy morsels. And so sometimes you want to stay there and you just want to kind of, you know, you know, eat those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so bowing out is actually like, you know, especially like with family, if you know where this is headed and you're like, yeah, I don't want to participate in that. You're going to be like, you know what? I'm going to excuse myself from this, this conversation, from the negativity, from the trashing other people um, or redirect, like bow out of that, but stay and say, Hey, here's some really good things that I'd like to affirm in this person. Mm. I like you know, that. So that's a way of kind of bowing out of some of the negativity. I like. I like you gave us a lot of good things to think about, Pastor David Miles. Thank you. God's word is good. Monday afternoon mix always delivers. Thank you for your contribution. You're Thanks, awesome. Bill. Have a great Thanksgiving. I'll see you in a week. We'll take a break. When we come back. My guest is Dr. Marcus Bachman. So don't go anywhere and get your questions ready. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.